Good to see all of you here. Visitors who welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. We're glad that you come to worship with us here at Christ Church. We uh, have some announcements here I want to just uh, point out to you. Those of you who know Ed Cox, he's having a birthday celebration today from 2 to 5 over in the, the new building. And also uh, we have other things that you can see there. Starting point is an opportunity for those of you who are, who are considering what membership is all about to be uh, able to come and meet with me and I, I, I speak to you about uh, membership. That will be next Sunday as you can see. If you uh, look at this flyer in here you'll see on the 21st this is uh, going to be a Christmas celebration in the new gymnasium area of the building. Uh, this is something you will not want to miss. This is going to be great. There's going to be some surprises and uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a great time for the, the whole church to get together. Also, if you are not going to be here for Christmas Eve and would like that Christmas Eve service, next Saturday night will be the eve before you leave Christmas service. And it will be pretty much just like a Christmas Eve service. You'll get that experience. We'll even be lighting candles at the end, singing Silent Night. So you're welcome to come to that. Uh, it's entitled A Down Home Christmas. Other things uh, listed there, as you can see, uh, we... Uh, we have, yes, we have that many Christmas Eve services. Can you believe that? Amazing. So, uh, keep that in mind. Today we are in the second Sunday of Advent, and we need to light the Advent candle. And Jeff and Angie Oppenheimer and family, you're going to come and do that for us? Okay. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness on them, the light has shined. The light grows gradually brighter as we move through Advent together. The candle of hope was our first candle to light last week. Today we will also light the candle of preparation. Christ desires us all to thrive, patiently wanting us to turn from the ways of sin and death. As we wait, may we prepare for the miracle of Christ's love. Thank you. Let's stand and greet each other in the name of Jesus Christ.
All right, well, good morning. This is our chance to sing Joy to the World, the first verse. Don't stay down. Here we go. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. Holy, 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 I 
this morning, asking that your presence would fall on this place, that Holy Spirit, you would feel welcome, and that we would stand in awe of your glory, that we've come to adore you, Lord, we've come to lift up the name of Jesus, to praise you, Heavenly Father, to give you praise, to give you praise and honor. We are here to worship, Lord. The light of the world, step down into darkness. So highly exalted, glorious in heaven above. Humbly you came to the earth you created, all for love's sake became
is going to be a wonderful time and so if you're ready for some laughter and joy uh, next Sunday at the 1035 service come on up Sam come on up we are going to have the kids Christmas program so have a seat and what's going to happen is uh, for the past two or three weeks we have been practicing with special singers special talents uh, we will have puppeteers we will have maybe a gospel choir singing and it's going to be full of joy so i invite all of you grandparents aunts and uncles if you've got kiddos that want to come this is the way we work it you come a little bit early to the 10:35 service you go to the gathering room if they want to be a sheep or a shepherd or an angel or we've got lots of costumes i need lots of people for the nativity scene okay so they are always welcome to participate but today, um, I'm going to give you just a sneak peek of what's going to happen. So give us a minute, Brian. So we actually do have our own puppet stage. Ready.
as you can see, Steph and I have a little bit of fun behind the scenes too. She has been my costume director. She has a new title here at church and has decorated all of the puppets. But how could we not have one with animal print? So we are super excited. Uh, bring your family, bring your friends, and um, just allow it to open your heart and your mind to what Christ has for you for this Christmas season. Oops. Let's say a word of prayer and be on our way. Heavenly Father, we just love you so much. We thank you for this time with Jesus being born, the Christmas season, the beautiful lights, and the joy in all our hearts. So, Lord, I just ask that you bless each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Karen. This time in our worship service, we have an opportunity to give back to God. We know that all that uh, we have belongs, uh, comes from Him and, and actually belongs to Him. So we give back our tithes and offerings. Let's, let's go to God in prayer. Lord God, we thank you for all the ways that you have blessed us. And, and uh, financially now, Lord, we want to give you our tithes and offerings. And we ask that you use them to further your work here in the Quad Cities and around the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. star shine and its splendor fills up the sky it's the same that appeared that the wise man revered when hope was born this night out upon the snowy fields there's a silent peace that heals and it echoes the grace of the Savior's embrace Cause hope was born this night Glory to God in the highest Peace on earth, goodwill toward men Let all of the world sing a chorus of joy Because hope was born this night I can hear the Christmas bells ring Softly a church choir sings It's the song used to praise The ancient of days When hope was born this night There are angels in this place And my heart resounds with the praise Like the shepherds so scared I'll rejoice and declare That hope was born
your prayers matter. They're important. A way to partner with God to let him know uh, that we, we are, uh, are wanting to move forward in, in terms of certain things that happen. Prayers for healing, prayers for uh, situations in life that, that uh, uh, need God's assistance, God's direction. I'd like to show you a picture here of, of, of uh, Kelly Burns. She uh, is the daughter of Rick and Vicki. Rick comes to this service. He usually sits up here. He's uh, always very supportive. They run the East Moline Chiropractic Center. Um, Kelly was uh, not diagnosed. She was a twin when she was born, and, and she had some heart defects. And the diagnosis came too late to uh, uh, stop some damage that happened. And she's on the list for a, a new heart and lung transplant. But this uh, uh, last, the latter part of last week, they had to rush her up to Mayo since she's up there now. And I'm sure that uh, she and Rick and, and Vicki, her parents, would, would covet your prayers. But uh, just this is, this is one uh, family, one person we're praying for. And each one of us has a call from God to pray. So we're going to do that, and in this prayer, there will be an opportunity for you to lift up names. And, and so take that seriously as an opportunity to pray for each name that is lifted up. Let's, uh, let's go to God in prayer. <clears throat> Lord God, we do thank you <coughs> for how you work in our lives, how you partner with us to do your work, that you would call upon us to pray for others, to intercede on their behalf and, and to, in your throne room. I ask that you be with each person here who has journeyed here, uh, maybe a difficult path, but they're here to worship you. I give you thanks and praise for that, Lord. Work in their lives, the prayers, uh, the, the uh, actions that are needed. But Lord, we also lift up those who you have put on our hearts to pray for. And Lord, I ask that you hear those names now. Lord, hear all of our prayers, both spoken and unspoken. 
and answer them in your mighty and awesome and wisest ways. Hear us now as we pray together the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we are in the season known as Advent. Those are the four Sundays that lead up to Christmas. And uh, we are in the second Sunday of Advent. And we've also been doing something that I think is kind of exciting. We've been looking at the hymn called Joy to the World. Isaac Watts wrote that 300 years ago this year. We're celebrating his 300th birthday. Uh, One thing that's really pretty awesome about Joy to the World is actually the most popular Christmas song in America. It's been published more times than any other song. It uh, beats out uh, Silent Night, beats out uh, Away in the Manger, a little town of Bethlehem. And it has some profound theology there. What Isaac Watts did was a, um, an opportunity to look at different psalms, different uh, parts of the Old Testament, and put it into his own wording. And um, this one primarily is taken from Psalm 98. And taken from the psalm, you probably get a clue that interesting thing about joy to the world is it wasn't written as a Christmas song. It was actually written for the second coming of Christ, and we'll get into that here as we see how it pertains to Advent. One of the things we look at in, uh, in, in Advent is, as you saw the candles being uh, lighted today, the first candle we looked in last week, we looked at hope as a theme, and this week we look at pre- preparing as a theme. Isaiah, the prophet, has both of those in his message. If you remember, Isaiah wrote over an extended period of time. Probably it was several authors in the Isaiah tradition because of the the years and years that it it, it spans. And this is a time when the Israelites are in exile. That means that they have been overpowered by a ruling power, Babylon, and have exiled them into the land, trying to to get them to um, become a part of the Babylonian culture and to to no longer be the people of God. Many would have thought that there was no hope. And then God gives Isaiah a vision in which he has a glimpse of what's going on in heaven. And he's, he's telling the people this. So the voice he hears is from God, and God is speaking to the heavenly host. And this is what Isaiah says. It's in Isaiah 40, 1 through 5. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to, to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling, in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. 
Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, and the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all the people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. May the Lord add his, his blessing upon the reading and to the hearing of this holy word. Let's pray. Lord God, speak to us through your word today, and I ask that this witness to your word be faithful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God is speaking. He says, comfort, comfort my people. And then Isaiah says, that's what God, that's what God says. Your God says, says your God. There's comfort coming. There's hope. But also, Isaiah's theme is not just hope. It's preparation as well. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Now, these are the main themes. Advent comes from the word, and a Latin word, which means coming. And Advent begins the Christian year. Did you know last Sunday was the first Day of the New Year, Happy New Year! Uh, in the Christian in the Christian uh, season, that's what starts the New Year. This is the first Sunday of Advent, and this is the second Sunday of Advent, and we have two more. That's why we have the the, the four candles and then the middle Christ candle, and it's a time that uh, um, we we are to be expectant and waiting and preparing. The question is, sports fans, what are we waiting for? What are we preparing for? Well, duh, for Christmas, right? For Christmas? You know, as I get older, I find that a very interesting journey. I remember as a child that that waiting for Christmas seemed like forever. That was a time in my life where the term, the southern term, you're slow as Christmas. I understood it. It seemed like it, it just took a long, long time for Christmas to get there. I remember that uh, after Thanksgiving, the time just seemed to almost stand still. After Thanksgiving, Dad would load us all in the old Oldsmobile and we'd go out to Myers Christmas Tree Farm and there we would find the perfect Christmas tree for the family. We'd cut that thing down. Dad would strap it on top of the old Oldsmobile and we'd head back into town and, and uh, Dad would take that thing out in the driveway and he'd start pounding the daylights out of it to get rid of the old needles. And then we'd bring it in, put it in the stand and just sort of watched Dad. You stood back and watched Dad because sometimes it was a frustrating situation. You didn't want to get in the middle of that. <laughs> Got in the stand, put water in it, started decorating it, and, and then we would sit back and enjoy it the rest of the day. And it seemed from that time on to Christmas, the time just seemed to drag. I grew up in an era where we listen to classic Christian music. Sort of like this, this one. Oh, 
just keep from singing along, can you? You remember that, at least a lot of you do. Is Alvin and the Chipmunks singing Christmas, Christmas time is near. Time for toys, time for cheer. We've been good, but we can't last. Hurry Christmas, hurry fast. Want a plane that loops the loop? Me, I want a hula hoop. We can hardly stand the wait. Please, Christmas, don't be late. You got it. Yeah. But you know, as a kid, it always was late. Or at least it seemed to be. Somehow, some way, all of that slowdown of time changed for me as I got older. The phrase, slow as Christmas, no longer seemed to fit my lifestyle. Now, 365 days seems like 36.5 days. I find myself asking, didn't we just celebrate Christmas a couple months ago? And here we are again. What seems so slow in childhood now seems to move at a high rate of speed. That's why season like Advent is so important. It's vital. This is the season to take time and steps to experience the mystery and the wonder of what the season is truly about. The great act of how how the love and grace of God showed up in the birth of a baby who we know is Jesus Christ. You know, if you want to know the Christmas story, you look in, you look in the Gospel of Luke and the Gospel of Matthew. But I'd also recommend you read the first part of John if you want to experience some of the mystery of the event. John starts out by saying, in the beginning was the Word, and the, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. A little later on he says, and the Word, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It's a mystery. God became one of us. But you know, Advent is even more than that. Not only is it a time of waiting and preparation for the celebration of the first coming of Jesus Christ at Christmas time, it truly is a time of hope and preparation for what we know as the second coming of Christ when he will return in all his glory. That's why I like that's why I like it that we sing joy to the world at Christmas time because it truly was written to celebrate the second coming of Christ, that unfulfilled promise that will happen sometime in the future. And in that first verse we've we read it earlier or, or sang it earlier, let every heart prepare him room. Don't you like that? Let every part heart prepare him room. In the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah, people had turned away from their God. And they went their own way and got themselves lost. Let every heart prepare them room. I guess my question is, will that happen? Will every heart prepare him room? Isaiah, he goes on in, in verse or in chapter 53. He 
he begins talking about this one who, who will come. See if it reminds you of anything. He wrote, He was despised and rejected, a man of suffering, and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hid their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, by his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Does that remind you of anything? Does it remind you of Jesus on the cross? Here's some 700 years before the event, Isaiah is talking about the Messiah who came into the world to die for us. And by his wounds, we are healed. Isaiah goes on and talks about one in the wilderness crying, prepare the place for the for the Lord. If you look at Luke, and I would invite you to do that as you go home this afternoon, look at the first uh, few chapters of Luke. You'll see the, the, the nativity story there. But the interesting thing about Luke is it begins talking about a prophecy of the birth of a baby, but that baby isn't Jesus. Angel Gabriel high-powered angel that stands in the presence of God, goes to an old priest by the name of Zechariah, who's never had a child. He and Elizabeth never has had a child. And yet he says, you're going to have a child. And he will prepare the way. In essence, he will, be the, he will be the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And then later on, as we read, along came John. John came and was born, and then later on we realize in John, in, in the Gospel of John, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 23, this same man says, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah has said. And pop, there it is. Something's going to happen. The Messiah is about to be here. Get ready. He's coming. And he did. You know, I've, I've got um, some of the, the paintings that I've done, and the prints are downstairs, and they're, they're uh, framed. You can, you can get one, uh, buy one, and, and take it home framed if you want. Um, and some people have asked, you know, how do you get them so realistic? Well, um, that's not easy. It takes a lot of work. And there's this interesting thing that happens in artwork, and if, and if, you, if you've done artwork, you, you know what I mean, is that you work on it, and 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 then all of a sudden, pop, there it is. 
it happens and you see it. You, you, you can see, yes, that's it. And then you know that you're done. <laughs> but not until. And uh, uh, sometimes it pops, sometimes it doesn't. But, but in, a, in, a, in a painting the way it goes as it should, it will get to that point where you got it. It's, it's there. And you know it's done. Well, Advent is like that. It's that preparing. It's that waiting. It's that, it's that living for the time that this coming will happen. But we know what happened at Christmas so long ago, the first Christmas. And we also need to remind ourselves that there is another promise of the coming of Christ, the second coming of Christ. And we're living in between the two. I learned this week about the Hebrew word for comfort. And it translates the word, basically means this, take a deep breath. That's what it means. That's what Isaiah is saying. Take a deep breath. You know, you know what, what he means, don't you? He goes... When do we do that? It's usually when we're frantic and we understand we need to slow down. Last Wednesday night, one of the youth was kind of frazzled and she came right up to me and she went, this, she went like this. She looked at me and she went, I didn't know what had happened before or what happened afterward, but I was uh, the recipient of that act. And so I asked her, I said, what, what does that mean? She said, I need to get myself under control. Well, well that's kind of cool. Since she's not here, I think I'll talk about joy for a minute. Last night, she was... Wandering around, says, you know, it's the craziest thing. I can't find my, my, my buffalo print vest. I, 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 I don't know what happened to it. I'm looking all over the place. I've been looking here in the closet. I've been looking. Oh, there it is. And she saw it. Well, mystery solved. But she went through that frustration of trying to find it, okay? This morning, time's getting short. She's stomping around the house. And then she starts mumbling. And I said, what's wrong? She said, I can't find the sweater that I want to wear. Now guys, you probably have been there, done that. You know what you do, don't you? I have no clue what sweater she's talking about. But you better believe I'm doing one of these. Huh? I'm looking, I'm looking for that sweater. Don't have a clue what it looks like. But I want her to know that I'm on board and we're looking for that sweater. Then she found the sweater. In fact, with my hand up, she looks at me and she goes, I've never seen that before. And I thought, wow, that's what Advent is all about. <laughs> Advent is that time 
when we are rushing, that we intentionally stop. Take a deep breath. And we experience the mystery of God with us, Emmanuel. I would invite you to do that this Advent season. Take time. As we are on the in-between, just take time to experience the mystery of God in your life of what has been and what will be. Last week I, uh, I closed with a prayer and it was written by a, a lady and I have another one that's written by Sarah Martin. And uh, I'd like to close with that as well. So let's, let's pray. Father, just as you sent John the Baptist to prepare the way for Jesus, help me to clear the path in my heart too. Show me the distractions in my life that block me from all-out worship of you this Advent season. I await your coming. As I celebrate the first Advent, the first coming, I look toward the day where I will see you face to face. I imagine what it'll be like. Give me a heart, Lord, that looks for your coming on a daily basis. Help me to live my life where I am constantly seeking your presence. My offering to you today is my righteous life, for I know I am only clean because of Jesus. Show me today how I need to be refined purified, forgiven. Give me the strength to ask for forgiveness and to then change my ways. In your precious name we pray. Amen. As we continue to praise our Lord and Savior. Many a dream has died Like a tree planted by the water We never will run dry No. Oh. 
were digging deep to know our Father's heart. Into the world we're reaching out to show them who you are. prophecy fulfilled and the prophecy yet to be fulfilled. And in the meantime, go and share your faith with someone who needs love, forgiveness, or hope. Point them toward God. Let him save them as he is saving you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Amen.